Jet was my husband. He died at the age of 83 on the 20th of July in 2006. That's the very last picture taken of him. And I just love the look on his face. We were kind of having a picnic in the yard. The beautiful butterfly spirit has flown. What is there is the broken, empty chrysalis. He can be reabsorbed into the world from which we all came. I think that is appropriate. I have chosen it for myself, too, when my time comes. Maxine Bosch isn't alone. Now, a growing number of people are electing to end life in a more environmentally sustainable way. They're choosing green burial, avoiding the use of toxic chemicals, hardwood caskets, and concrete grave liners. Conventional death care is not something that most Americans want. They want to circumvent the dark suits and conventional death care practices. What green burial really allows people to do is, I think, befriend death a bit and get in sync with the fact, and we see it all around us, this cycle of life and death and decay and regeneration that we want to be a part of, and it's been co-opted from us. For the past 12 years, Sevastopol resident Jerry Grace Lyons has been helping families carry out home funerals in which they forego embalming and tend to their dead at home, often creating highly decorated caskets. This is a cardboard cremation casket, or it could be used for a burial if the cemetery would allow it. Um, Last year, Lyons helped her Sebastopol neighbors, the Boshes, with the home funeral and green burial of Maxine Bosch's husband, Chet. We laid him out in the living room. His grandchildren and great-grandchildren gave him little gifts, talked to him, told him goodbye. They put flowers there, and there's his, his baton that he directed choral groups and things with, and they had put little toys in, too. He was administered to by people who knew and loved him. He was not subjected to indignities. He was not turned into a cold, hard artifact. Advocates of green burial forego many of the trappings of the conventional funeral. In particular, they avoid embalming, the process of infusing the body with a preservative fluid to prevent decay. Embalming is a process that's very invasive to the body. It's to preserve the body for a length of time for families to come and view. But it has formaldehyde and other toxic chemicals. When placed in the ground, it pollutes the ground. None of the hundreds of families that I've helped have used embalming, and the bodies have stayed in very good condition for the time that they wish to view them. Embalming became popular during the Civil War, when the bodies of thousands of Union soldiers needed to be transported over long distances for their burial back north. While no studies have proven conclusively that formaldehyde poses a public health problem, it has been linked to higher cancer rates among embalmers. Because of this, the European Union is considering a ban on the chemical. 
When it comes to the casket, green burial supporters favor pine and cardboard caskets, which are biodegradable. They avoid metal and precious woods such as mahogany, much of which comes from rainforest logging. We bury, as the result of our casket consumption in this country, more metal each year than what was used to build the Golden Gate Bridge. Over the past 20 years, people looking for a simpler, cheaper way to be laid to rest have made cremation the growing trend in the funeral business. In California, half of the deceased are now cremated. At Oakland's ornate Chapel of the Chimes, 200,000 cremated remains are housed in the Julia Morgan-designed building. Advocates of green burial predict that people will be attracted to it for the same reasons many choose cremation. Cremation uses far fewer resources. It means that people oftentimes won't have to do any number of things that they will in conventional burial. And cremation is inexpensive. Unlike traditional burials, which can cost $10,000 or more, cremation can cost as little as $1,500. Green burials' costs can be comparable. The major expense is the plot, which can be had for close to $1,000. But the growing interest in green burial isn't just about money. This isn't just for the ecologically conscious set. We've got a ton of calls from religious traditionists. I mean, green burial is Jewish burial and Muslim burial, and Jesus was buried in a shroud. Um, we get a lot of calls from outdoor enthusiasts and cost-conscious consumers. And so it's a pretty wide segment of the population that, that wants an alternative out there. At the Sebastopol Memorial Lawn, owner Steve Lang has set aside one acre of his 23-acre traditional cemetery to accommodate families wanting a green burial. So far, 30 people have been buried in this corner of the cemetery. While green burials seem simple enough, putting a casket directly into the ground presents a challenge. Most all the cemeteries require some type of a concrete or heavy plastic container that the casket would go into. The uh, liner or vault is used in the grave to keep the ground from caving in. The casket goes inside of it. It's usually a concrete uh, container that the casket goes inside of. When the casket decomposes, uh, the ground doesn't cave in. It's something that's not a, a state law, but it's a cemetery requirement. It requires that each year 1.6 million tons of concrete be buried, and which and it's enough concrete actually to build a two-lane highway from San Francisco to Phoenix, Arizona. Without these cement vaults, cemeteries must even out the earth when the casket decomposes. Uneven ground is less of a problem when a cemetery has been created to resemble more of a park, such as the case of Forever Fernwood Cemetery in Mill Valley, where the majority of burials are green burials. Its first green burial took place in September of 2004, when Sonoma County resident Tommy Odom, who died at the age of 42, was laid to rest. Uh, I remember how friends and family came and they'd made the casket at home and it had lots of messages on it. And people sat around the grave and had something very, very organic and beautiful. At Fernwood, you have to look closely for evidence of the cemetery's residents. 
The graves are marked organically with rocks, grasses, or wildflowers. Lacking traditional grave markers, the cemetery uses a GPS device to keep records and help visitors find their loved ones. By giving people GPS coordinates, they can use cell phones, perhaps, a PDA device, any GPS-enabled device to actually find the grave. The cemetery is, in effect, a privately owned open space with trails connecting the 32-acre property to the Golden Gate National Recreation Area in Marin. I appreciate what they do. I mean, you know, the fact that they don't take the land up, lots of headstones. I mean, you know, that you've got a setting like this where people can come and enjoy the setting and, you know, not just uh, taking up so much room with just, uh, you know, headstones. It's a very interesting concept. Joe Sehe wants to take the green burial concept one step further than Fernwood. Through the recently created Santa Fe-based Green Burial Council, he plans to use burials as a way to purchase and create public open spaces. So it's really almost using burial in part as a fundraising strategy. And it allows people to know that their final act on Earth has really contributed to a positive purpose. This is um, what many people would think is protected open space. The reality is it's about 60 acres of private land. It's called Bald Mountain. It's something that the Trust for Public Land would very much like to acquire in the Marin County Open Space District. And we're not advocating that burial necessarily take place here, but it would be a project that we could fund through burial. If this plan works, a person's death may be tied directly to environmental rebirth. We did it. He was ours and we cared for him. And what could be better than that? Really, what could be? <laughs>